you literally create your own lane, your own speed limit, all of that. Right. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, real talk. I want to say it's been about maybe a 10, 11 year journey um, is for me to get here. But it's all been with networking um, and just, you know, being unapologetically myself. What's up? Welcome to the You Know's Best Pod. I appreciate your support. In return, I hope I provide you with some worthwhile gems that benefit you on your journey. At the very least, I hope I put a smile on your face. If not, hopefully you share this with someone that does benefit. And I got you next time. Again, thanks for joining today, and let's get this thing going. Welcome to another episode of the Human Knows Best Pod, where I'm going to give you the truth, the whole truth. Well, as best I can, so help me God. <laughs> I got my boy Lon, a.k.a. Mr. PTFO. Uh, Lon, tell him what that means. Mr. Put That Fit On. Yeah. Uh, Lon is a Chicago native. Uh, a very interesting man. Uh, I've only known Lon for probably what six months, five six months. Yeah, it's been but uh, the bro is a good dude. Uh, men of men of many uh, skills, uh, <laughs> engineer, uh, fashion icon, stylist, uh, funny guy, comedian on Instagram, <laughs> uh, social media. A little wild. Yeah, but uh, Lon, welcome to the show, bro. Appreciate you, G. Uh, so, Lon, uh, we was talking before this started. Mm-hmm. You were telling me you're from the South Side of Chicago, grew up in Roseland. Yeah. Uh, but I think what was interesting is you said that your dad's from France. Yeah. Your mom's from Chicago. Yeah. You were born in France mm-hmm. and then came back to Chicago. Correct. Yeah, it's been it's been dope, bro. Um, it's been a it's been a journey, man. Like just knowing about your family, seeing about le- learning about the the different cultures, the different aspects to it. Um, you know, being raised on the South side in Roseland, uh, primarily most of my life, um, it just, it just exposed me to a lot of, a lot of the different stuff going on in the world. You know, um, I'm out there, uh, out there in France, it's a, it's a different culture, uh, how the people are, um, how people dress. And that's kind of like what has inspired the way that I move and how I dress here in the States. Um, you know, a, a lot of people tell me they see my fits and stuff and they're like, Yo, I can't pull off what you did or what made you do this or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And I'm just like, look, this is how I move. You feel me? Yeah, like, bro, bro be having on some interesting fit. He had them red boots. I hate them red boots, <laughs> but he pulled the shit off. Um, you know, shit. but like, I think you, you got to dare to be different. Big fight. You know what I'm saying? Big um, But, you know, like, when you think about it, like, you're a black man mm-hmm. from Chicago on the South Side, right? Yeah. Rough neighborhood. But, how you pre- how you would present nobody would ever guess that right facts and I think that's it it's an interesting like you know like they say black people aren't a monolith right yeah and like, like our stories are very similar mm-hmm. in the sense of like how what we grew up around right so like we, we talking about it both our both our families grew up with uh, cousins and yeah doing in in the life right facts facts but facts. we're the younger ones not so we're not really involved in it but you and, see it but yeah you see it yeah. right so you know what not to do. Some of that's in you, big facts. But you don't. But you, you, you realize don't that ain't, that, ain't, <laughs> that ain't it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like you have to. You know, um, one thing my my grandparents um, and my mother taught me growing up is like you have to. You got to bring shit out when you, when it needs to come out. Yeah. So like when people see me, you know, they see how I move, they see how I carry myself. Like yeah, like I'm a very cordial person. You feel me? Um, I'm chill. We can tee up when we go out for sure. You know what I'm saying? But like, if I got to go crazy, I can do that. You know what I'm saying? But I don't need to tap into that 
all day, every day. You know what I'm saying? And when you're in that environment and you think that's how you have to move on a consistent basis, 24-7, 365, that's how you get pulled into that shit. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, yeah, nah, that wasn't going to happen. You realize that. And so you're, but then you went on this journey of, you know, exploring the IT field. You were yeah. talking about how, like, the interest in that came from your family coming to you with, like, gadgets. Yes. Yeah. Both, we're both 80s babies. Facts, facts, So we're facts. growing up in the, the the evolution of, you know, computers, phones, mm-hmm. technology, right? Yeah. Um, so you were saying that you went to Grambling. Yeah. Then you left and came back. Yeah. And now tell us, you you, was, you said you, like, took a t- some time off from school and you yeah. was, like, modeling for a little bit. Yeah, the little razzle-dazzle, man. Um, I, I did some modeling. Um, I did some stuff here, local stuff here in Chicago. Um, and that kind of is what put me on, got me put on. I did some runway shows for Macy's and Nordstrom's. Okay. Um, and that's kind of what introduced me to being able to go to different parts of the country and then go to different parts of the world uh, to be able to see that it's different cultures out here, different people, different men, different women, you know, like of from all different types of walks of life. And there are people out here that do what they want to do. Why limit myself? You know what I'm saying? To being in just one box. And uh, one thing about me is I'm an out the box motherfucker, like <laughs> to the T, you know, from the way I dress to, um, you know, how loyal I am to my friends, to people that I fuck with. Um, and, you know, if you're not in my circle, you don't know the difference. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I get that. That's how, that's that's how sad part of me. That's like you can't be friendly and cool with every single person out here in the world. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, that that modeling stuff it really opened up my eyes to um, to a lot of different things and really contributed to how I move now. I don't care about other people's opinions about me. Uh, some people look at me and don't know me, and they make a lot of assumptions about me. And, and then when they actually get to know me, like damn, like he actually is. Dope motherfucker. Like, you're not, you're not, nothing like what I thought you were. And I'm like, damn, what you, what you thought I was? You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's just, it's interesting, bro. Uh, really opened up my eyes to a lot of shit. Yeah, that's, that's it. I feel like that, I feel like, especially in our community, that happens a lot, right? Oh, for sure. Uh, the, if you present a certain way, yes, people are going to assume something, right? So I'm sure you've gotten the litany of things, you know. Oh, we're going to get into <laughs> women calling me a sassy, but yeah, we're going to talk, we're going to talk, we're going to talk, talk about that in a minute. <laughs> But like I'm sure you've had people like I have I have a best friend. He mm-hmm. has green eyes, right? Yeah. He's a nice guy. Yeah. Girls in college just think he was gay. And yeah. I was like, bro, I'm what? sure. Yeah. Where are you going with this? Like, yeah, because of his eyes. Like that's, he's a that's, nice guy. Right. He and he cool. eyes, he like, gotta, nah. Oh. Just say he turned you down, sis. That's it. That's all you gotta say. Like yeah. you ain't got all the extra shit in there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But like I know I know for me, like yeah. I present the way I present, mm-hmm. not honestly because is unique to me, mm-hmm. but I I want young black men that look like me yeah. to understand that like this look doesn't always do the same thing. Right? Big facts. Like big black dude with dreads and tattoos and whatever mm-hmm. doesn't mean I'm a drug dealer. Doesn't mean I'm a rapper. Doesn't yep. mean I'm an athlete. I'd be like, bro, I work in tech. Yes, big facts. <laughs> big facts. I work in tech, and, and people be shocked. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like that's the I love that aspect. Like. Perfect example. We're in Soho right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Nine, so <laughs> nine year anniversary of the Chicago Soho House. Big, big fact. Shout out to them. They gonna have a 
party tonight is gonna be lit. Y'all not invited. Yeah, sorry, it's members only. Guest list type. <laughs> but like here, you know what I'm saying? Just meeting people from here, it's either they immediately think that I'm a NBA player, I'm a rapper, I'm a producer, any of like like the shit that just puts us into a box. You know what I'm saying? And when I'm like, no, I don't actually, I don't do any of that. I'm actually a um, I'm in IT. I'm an engineer, and and actually, you know, now I'm a manager. Like, like it's more. We we do way more than just that. You know what right. I'm saying? Um, and then when I tap into the fashion aspect, it's like, oh, so you do both? And it's like, yeah. And then I I carry this into my workplace as well. So, mm. like I I for me, I break. I've broken barriers wherever I work. Okay. Because you breaking the dress code all, all the time, on all the time, on purpose. I'm, I'm not doing gray blacks and navy blues all the. I'm not doing that all the time. I mean, I can relate, bro. I wear, I wear a shirt. <laughs> I when I was still going to the yeah, office, going to I office. wear a shirt that says "Stay Black." See, and I had a white girl <laughs> ask me one time. Shout out to my homegirl Frills. Uh, <laughs> it was a very innocent question. Yeah. Uh, she was like, "What does that mean?" I was like, you tell me what it means. Yeah. She was like, uh, I think it means you're going to be unapologetically you and, you know, you, you're proud of who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, let's go with that. Yeah, that's, that's what we're going to roll with. <laughs> Man, that's what we're going to roll with. Because it means so, it meant so many different things, you know. Like, for sure. It's not it's not one definition for that. You right. feel me? Like, so I feel that. I like that she even asked, to be honest with you. Yeah, because most people ain't going to be comfortable with it. A, a blonde white woman asking a black man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Work. Like, real shit. Hey, she took a real chance. <laughs> yeah, she like, did. Leap of faith. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I respected it uh, because yeah. she was, you know, humble enough, mm-hmm. but curious enough to want to know what that meant. Like, yeah, if and, I was being aggressive or if I was just yeah. like, making a statement or letting and, people know what it was. And I like that she asked instead of assume. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, because that uh, that's typically the where, you know, people from from other ethnicities get off on the wrong foot with us is that it's not a question. It's more so of an assumption in how they say it, how they direct it towards you. But when you, when it's like genuine and shit, you can tell the difference. You know what I'm saying? Tone of voice, everything. So uh, it's dope that she even asked because I've, I've had some, some pretty wild encounters myself. (laughs) Both working tech, you work in IT, right? And now how did, how did you get from, Hey, I left. I left school. I started modeling mm-hmm. to now I'm a manager of IT. Like, how do we get there? Like that. That's a, that's not a traditional journey. Like, no. a lot of people think you got to follow a traditional journey to get where you at. No, let me be the first to tell you. Like, you literally create your own lane, your own speed limit, all of that. Right. You know what I'm race, saying? Right. Yeah, real talk. Um, I I want to say it's been about maybe a. 10 11 year journey um is for me to get here um but it's all been with networking um and just you know being unapologetically myself you know what i'm saying um i initially started at a trading firm um as a help desk engineer uh wolverine trading um i was there for about four years and then went to a networking event ended up meeting a manager of harley davidson we had a conversation that ended up uh, catapulted me into a site principal role for them. Um, I was there for about another three and a half years or so. I got recruited to another um, training firm and went there with the same type of role, but got paid more money um, and, and didn't have to be in the office. Or I was remote. 
So that was ideal. Did that for a couple of years, and then I got recruited at the role that I'm in now. I work for ADM. Um, I'm a, a seniors um, IT support analyst for them, um, and I run their uh, their global headquarters for um, for their location out here in Chicago. Um, and for people that don't know who ADM is, it's Archer Daniel Midland. Um, look them up. They're like a multi billion dollar company. I know you ain't never heard of. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of those. Yeah, you know, real talk. That might be another episode talking about companies to invest in that you ain't never big facts that's one of them on me that's one of them (laughs) so you you did that and you were you were telling me like transition from doing the modeling you was working at ups they they gave you they put you in well they had a program available where you could go to school and they pay for it so you went to chicago state Mm -hmm. and then you left chicago state and went to derive yes i think a lot of times there's stigmas around the ride, yes. know, like the, the, the colleges that they put on TV, right? Fact. But I think a lot of times people got to understand, like, bro, and I and I tell kids this, like, one school ain't for everybody. No, it's not. But once you get a degree and you have the work experience, then people don't care where you go to school. No, they, they don't. Like, them schools really matter for, like, networking to get somebody that went to that school yes. to let you come in and get interviewed. But, like, work experience trumps pretty All much of everything. That. All of that and ha- having, I- I'll put it to you like this: having the and relationships. Yes, that, that, that's a fact because the having that connection to that community of people, they're like, okay, well, you got a divide. They, they they went to divide. Got a degree from there. I trust the the people that come from that, and then if you got other people that have vouched from you that went it. It all adds up. So those are like all things that play. I feel that play a, ma- a major factor into that. And then also when it comes to DeVry, like a school like DeVry, so I feel like some people look for the school to do everything for them. Right. I'm a very self-sufficient person. Like I got my degree from there. That's all I need. I can do everything else. You know what I'm saying? So um, I didn't sit back and go to a counselor and like, hey, can you do this for me? Can you help me do that? Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, nah. I'm just need to get my stuff and get out there. And that's exactly what I did. Um, the, when I went to Chicago state, I was there till like maybe my junior year. And then when I got into their major, it was just trash. Um, and when I looked into DeVry, DeVry was showing me everything that I would be doing right now in the job force. All the stuff I was going to be learning, learning at Chicago state was like ancient. Like I'm not about to go through all this time here to learn that no, I'm not going to do that. And that's what the, the bigger, that's what some of the bigger uh, colleges can do, but you have to make sure you're going to the right school and getting what you need from that school. Don't just be there just to be there. It's important to research the the curriculum and what's going on at the school. Yes. uh, For our young aspiring entrepreneur, um, engineers, Mm -hmm. business people, whatever, whatever you're, you want to major in. Like I know I went to Howard, yeah. Um, and it wasn't really like I wanted to be a lawyer, but mm-hmm. I didn't have a law school. But I knew they, I mean, they didn't have a law or a pre law program. I knew they had a law school. Okay. Right? But like people are like, oh, well, then why did you go there? And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I knew I wanted to go into business for myself. Okay. So I majored in business. But, and I knew that Howard was a like world renowned business school. Okay. So I was like, I know the curriculum got to be. Yeah, they got to be up there. Point, yeah, right? yeah. But I think a lot of times kids are like, oh, I just want to go to the school. Yeah, and that's I'm what just, it was. I was just talking to my friend, and she said her sister went to a school because, I, I'm going to be real, she went to Howard because Howard was on TikTok because of Kamala. 
And I'm like, that's why. When she told me that, I was like, yeah, what? Yeah, like, like that was because, <laughs> like, hey, I love my alma mater, but yeah, big facts. If I'm if I'm a black kid, mm-hmm. I'm not going to Howard. And this is no shade at Howard's program mm-hmm. for engineering or architecture. I'm no. going to A&T. Yeah. I'm going to fail. Yeah. Yes. Right? Now, if I want to get in communications mm-hmm. or I want to do business, yeah, Boom. for sure. There I'll you go. go. To Howard. Yeah. But, like, you got to understand the strength of your school. And so that, mm-hmm. that's a good lesson to learn. Like, hey, you get to the school and you then you get into the major and you yes. be like, what is this garbage? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, I, I'm not going to say I was the first in my family to get degrees um i have a couple other relatives in my family that got degrees especially after me um but it wasn't like something that was at the top of the list so i didn't have a plethora of people to go pick and stuff uh pick um pick my um brains and minds of to talk about this too so i kind of had to just jump in the pool you know what i'm saying so i did it i learned from it i grew from it it made it shaped me it's uh been a part of my journey as to molding me into into the man that i am today so i can't even knock it that's good so let, let's let's circle back right yeah, so yeah. We, we go to school we come back yeah we do fashion we do modeling mm-hmm. end up in the it field yep now but you're a stylist also. <laughs> yeah. Like, please, you got to tell people about the fit, right? Like, y'all, like right. the camera not going to do justice. I apologize. Yeah. I only have so many angles because, I got y'all. you know, it's just me. But bro got on, you got on the fit. Yeah. I know I would not put it on because <laughs> I don't know that my big ass can pull that shit off. Maybe. I feel like I can pull off. He can. He but, can. It's just a matter of him just, seeing it. But I just don't be. I, I just he like, got his he got his lane he yeah, got his I lane stay in my lane he got his everybody lane. do their thing but like bro you got to tell them about the fit yeah so I, I break it down um this is like a, a desert vibe with the orange and the skulls um this is an ASOS vibe um and then we uh went down to um actually these are from H and M and then I got my Mary slides on with the skeleton joints so as you can see we got skeleton on top of skeleton you feel me so this is how i move this is the type of vibe i move with when i'm out and about like the first time i met line right uh aka mr ptfo big facts <laughs> i was like who is bro like because i was with my boy dub and dub is in you know he has his clothing line so i'm like oh it must just be one of like the homies that's from like the fashion world or something like that um but i was like bro got on some shit yeah i don't and like you know my boy Mike, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know and Mike. My, Mike was like, "Hey, so what you think about Lon?" And I was like, "I don't really know." Bro. <laughs> like he 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 got on some shit that I don't yeah. know about, but like he seemed cool. You yeah. feel me? Uh, but it's like I think that's an interesting thing, like a career or like even just like something to be in mm-hmm. as a black man. You know, from South Side Chicago, right? That's an engineer, mm-hmm. right? To then also say, "Oh yeah, I'm a stylist." Also, yeah. right? Because when you told me that, I was like, "Yeah, huh?" Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's like that, man. Like, um, once I stopped modeling, um, and focus more on my IT stuff, the way I dress, I don't dress like this for people. This is just how I dress. So, like, when I would still go, um, when I would go out to events and stuff, I would have people come up to me like, "Yo, your fit is amazing. Can you do something for me like this?" And I'm like, "I'm not a stylist." Like, this is just how I dress. And I turned down money for, like, 
two, three years. And people are just like, why are you not doing this? And I'm like, I've never thought I really to have the patience to really do it, but I'm like, fuck it, let's go. <laughs> so, mm. um, you know, I, um, talk about that. yeah, big facts. Um, so then, yeah, man, um, I, I just, I tapped into that, like maybe, mm, it's 2023, I'm around like 2019, um, like right after, it was kind of like right at the beginning of COVID almost, mm. um, that's when I, I started getting invited to like a lot of events here in Chicago because of how I dress. Um, I was at the all-star game. I was courtside at the all-star game, the, the rise of star game, stuff like that. And that's when people like really saw me like, who is this? And pretty much from there, I had, I started styling men and women. Um, and then COVID kind of shut, shut every, shut everything down. But, it was definitely a lot of underground stuff going on um, here in Chicago. Yeah, so <laughs> there's underground stuff going yeah. everywhere, but in the South, they were just open. Yeah, no, real shit. The South was just living. You feel me? So, um, you know, so I was still like doing stuff for people, but more so creating looks out of what they already had since people couldn't shop anymore. Mm. Um, so that really tapped into my creative, uh, my creative genius side, I guess. Um, and now, like when I look at people, I can just size people up. And put see what colors match well with them just off of first glance, you know what I'm saying. And then after I get to know you, talk to you, kind of like usher you into other lanes and stuff, and then I just start opening the door for people. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. Like it's one thing to put on an outfit for yourself, right? yeah, but it's another thing to try to convince. Let's say you trying to convince yeah. people like me, yeah, to put on this fit. Talk about that a little bit of like the process of like working with a client mm-hmm. and trying to convince or like trying to teach them a help them see the vision. So I'm glad you asked that because uh, I, t- I put all my clients through a quiz before even getting involved in, uh, with them to test their level of open-mindedness um, and so forth and see if they really <laughs> are about what they're about to get into. Um, and then also, I don't just throw these colors on to people. Um, I, usher, I usher them slowly into it. Like We'll start off with like maybe a uh, bandana that we could turn into a, uh, you know, a, a pocket, uh, like like just a little pocket, square. yeah, a little pocket square, um, or you know, we'll throw some colored pants in there, but something subtle like a burgundy, you know, something, just something that you don't have in your closet already. And then when you go out and you get the reactions from people of asking like, you know, who are you? And doesn't okay, now we're gonna come back and we gonna start incorpor- slowly incorporating other things until we get to a point where you're fucking with a color that you would have never worn if I didn't come to you, Thanks. you know? So, um, it's, it's very, um, it's very, uh, it's very time consuming. Um, but it's something that I, I really enjoy doing because I'm bringing a level of confidence to that person that they had no idea existed. Um, you know, before, uh, coming across me because to wear some of the stuff that I wear, some of the stuff that my clients have worn, you have to be able to walk in a, a certain way, you know what I'm saying? And be able to carry that, you know what I'm saying? When you out and about, because if you look unsure in what you got on, you're going to look goofy as fuck in what you have yeah. on. It's not goofy, motherfucker. <laughs> it, it really is. Like, and I'll be sitting here, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you don't believe that? Come on, man. I can tell you don't believe that you should have that on. You and you know it. uncomfortable. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like that I think that's the difference between when I see you, like after I start seeing you more often out, yep. I was like, okay, 
this is just him and he really he really that's how he dressed and yes. he believe in that. Yes. I be seeing some of them like bro. You know what like <laughs> yes. like the football players and the athletes. I'd yes. be like, yo, you should fire your stylist because you don't even look comfortable wearing the outfit. Right. Like you, get, you you did too much too soon. That's and that's my thing, man. Like um if you have a stylist, your stylist has to be a part of you in some way, shape, or form. And what I mean by that is they're not just grabbing shit and just throwing it at you and saying, This is what this is what you have to wear. That's not a real stylist. That's somebody trying to dress you like they dress themselves. And I don't do that. You know That's what I'm right. saying? Um and like I'm I'm not about to be out here with no big ass bell bottom ass jeans and platform boot I, i'm that's not that's what, not my you wear the big crocs though you seen so i don't I'm know not, if you watch wrestling but yeah i, I Seth rollins had on the, the yeah. yellow crocs look the big red boots is as far as i'm going okay i can't do the the super extra large croc i feel like that's gonna be a vibe for more of the ladies to be honest with you because when they start releasing like the big uh, I forgot what they call them. Uh, that you put on the actual croc. Oh, the, the yeah, like it, like the the, the sport look. mode. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. When you when you actually put uh, when they start making those big pieces to actually put on there, I feel like women are gonna be able to like really accessorize that and make that look real dope. So mm. that's gonna that's gonna be something to look Shit, forward I to. That was, I thought that was it. Yeah, I didn't, yeah. I didn't think they was gonna do the most. Nah, man. Like just just how I you feel like that's how that's that's asking for somebody to follow bust their ass. No, it, it 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 definitely is, but I'm telling you, like the 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 uh the boot itself is pretty comfortable. You know, um my feet don't even sweat and crazy or nothing like that in them. So for that to be a crock where it has nothing but holes in it, yeah. That's gonna be an easy look. They need to make a big Birkenstock. <laughs> Ah, a week. That yeah, no, that be that that might actually be tough though. Big Birkenstock or what else? <laughs> uh, a big Jesus sandal. Hey, I'm weak. <laughs> Jesus sandal. I'll, I'll probably put that on just for shits and giggles. Shits and giggles. No real shit. Because I never wore Birkenstocks, but I'll put on the Birkenstocks just. I don't just fucking dare, dude. Yeah, I hit Big Moses. Big I'm, Moses. Big Moses. They already call I'm, me Big. They already call me Black <laughs> Jesus. So you know. Yep. Yeah, right. Look. Hey. Hey. I'd be like, bro, that's blasphemous to Hey, I ain't gonna uh, tell. I ain't gonna tell. All right, so IT man, yeah. fashion man. Yeah. Now we, we were talking about this, like with dress comes certain things, right? Yeah. And I just started following you on social media, like in the last two three months. Mm -hmm. And one of the first things I saw you post was this list of <laughs> things yeah. that women say men can't do because it's sassy, right? Facts. So, if you follow me on social media right now, uh, when y'all see this episode, it's gonna be gone. It's on my story. But I ask women, what what is what qualifies as sassy from a man? Yeah. I got some. I got a few answers that are interesting. Mm -hmm. But like, talk. Let's talk about it. Like, man, women <laughs> calling men sassy. Like now, like let's disregard that black men are raised by black women. Yes. Right. Because mm -hmm. uh, I don't, I don't hear y'all calling white men sassy at all. Men. It's, it's just black it's, it's just calling, black men calling black men sassy. Right? Facts. So we we know the statistics, mm -hmm. right? How do we unpack that? Because I seen your list. Yeah, and I, I think I told you like eighty to ninety percent of the shit on your list. I do. <laughs> going to get massages, going to get manicures, pedicures, going to get lineups. <sighs> uh, Raven from Love Is Blind just said 
like said, men can't get on the stairmaster. On the stairmaster, right? Uh, what was the other one uh, you had put up recently where there was like if you use AAA? That's oh yeah, like if, if you get a flat and you can't get out there and um and you don't want to change your tire, that's sassy. Like, fam, look, it's twenty twenty three. How long has that list been, getting? Bro, uh, I'm I'm on. I'm on like number 78. 78 or I'm on 78 right now. And I have more. I, I have way more to add. I just haven't done it yet. Okay. Like, it's everything that I put on there. And this is part of the reason, like, why um, why I post. I should screen record the video or the post that I see. And then I go to my list because I don't want people to think I'm just making this shit up. Mm. Um, because every time I see a woman say some shit like that. I want, I want, I want everybody to see this shit because it's interesting as fuck. Like that, they say they don't attack us; they support us all the time, right? all the time. And and I was like, a, y'all can have it both ways. Either we toxic and too masculine, oh man, or now we now we sassy and feminine and all these other things. Because if you call me sassy, like I had a girl call me sassy one time, you know, we cool, but it was, like I got offended because I was like, where I'm from? <laughs> Cause she was like, "Oh, that I yeah. just, that just meant you." I was calling you feisty. Yeah, I was like, even that sound kind of nah, suspect. Nah, nah. But I was like, "Where I'm from, you called me sassy. You were just and no offense to the LGBTQIA plus community, but as a heterosexual man to call me sassy was basically calling me gay." Understood. And I was like, "Look, I have no problem with that community, but like, but that's not me. That's not me. So yeah, you know, why would you even suggest that I'm?" <laughs> and and you know, bro, it, it's it's interesting because, so you know, traveling, you know, traveling around the world, being exposed to different cultures and stuff. This is primarily something that just happens in the U.S. Mm, just yeah. keeping it a yeah, whole. It's real because in Europe, bros just I'd be like, bro, this no. is tight as hell, bro. This tight pants, bro. You got on painted pants, and they'll have the crazy thing is they'll have one of the baddest motherfuckers out there with them tight ass pants on or them jeggings, whatever you want to call them. You know what I'm saying? Like out there it's just different and it's just, Oh, you're creative. Okay. But here in the U S I feel like, you know, when women don't, if they, if they may not understand why you dress this way, why you do this or whatever. It's an automatic assumption. And it's crazy, bro. Like, like, like if I guarantee you, if you were to go on a date and you tell the the waitress that you want a margarita with sugar on the rim, I guarantee you, if that's like your first date, I guarantee you'll never hear from that woman again. (laughs) I guarantee you, she going to give you the side eye out of this world and ask, why are you ordering this sweet sugary drink? And I like sugary drinks. See, I order but- <laughs> my tails. I be like, I want to sweet my tail. You know why? I do yeah. that? Because I'm secure in the fact and that who I like, like women. I love women. Facts. Love black women. Facts. Love vagina. Facts. I ain't never want nothing else. But hell, nigga, I like sweet drinks. Yes. I have a sweet tooth. That's my. That's how I get my sweet tooth. In. That's that's your vice, bro. Like, like, and and you shouldn't change what you like in that instance. Uh, for someone else's pleasure, like I'm not, I give no fuck. Like I'm going to do, I'm going to do what I want to do, how I want to do it. I'm not gonna let these people dictate my vibe. You know what I'm saying? And that's the and the people ask me all the time, like, why do you make this list of things that you're not gonna do? I never said that I'm following this uh 78 
um, <laughs> item list of things that I can't do. There is plenty of things on that list that I do. And I don't give a fuck. If you come, if you don't fuck with it, then lose Peace. <laughs> All right, bro. So we got to wrap up. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. what's next for you, right? Like, we got, you know, you, you, you got your nine to five. You got mm-hmm. this styling thing. Like, what's the ultimate goal here? Well, I have I have multiple goals. Um, so right now I'm on track to um, become the next uh, director of IT at ADM. And I plan on being here for a while. Um, I've been looking for a place to like, get in and nestle in where I can call it home. But they're open to my suggestions and so forth. And I'm for sure one of the youngest people in the office. And they look to me for everything. So to have be able to build that rapport with the CEO of the company and stuff right. like that, like that's that's a major move for me. So that's my next goal to knock that out in maybe the next six or seven years or sooner. Um, and then also on the fashion tip, um, my clientele is like expanding. Um, I I have um, I have a client. Um, um, his name is Cliff. Um, he works for a 23andMe, um, and he's in their marketing. So he's always out wearing stuff. So it's like, I'm pivoting more into getting more people that are out there, you know what I'm saying? To really be seen. So, um, bro, like I'm not one of those people who, uh, who kind of just say like, I'm going to just do this and that's it. I'm going to take this and let it catapult me into wherever it goes. And you know, guys, that that's the that's what we're gonna do with this podcast, right? We're mm-hmm. gonna see where it go. Uh, bro, I appreciate you coming on today. Not about uh, for sure. Uh, well, like I always say, be the best version of you because everybody's already taken. I wish you peace, patience, understanding, knowledge, wisdom, discernment, health, strength was all. Uh, so y'all be easy or not, because but every choice has a consequence, and every action has a reaction. Peace out. This episode is brought to you by Apple.